When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie. We like to call it a freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Oh, we're glad you could be here with us on a Friday. We'll talk tons of Texas football. Go behind the burnt orange curtain. We're also going to get into some NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Training camp talk. We'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Also, we'll get into uh, the latest 
chapter in the Sean Payton versus the uh, New York Jets and Nathaniel Hackett. And now Robert Sala, uh, apparently he has responded to the retort of Robert Sala. And uh, he might be backtracking a little bit. Maybe backpedaling a little bit. Rob, he was good at backpedaling on the Ford Acres. But uh, Sean Payton's pretty good at it too. So we'll get into that. We'll also uh, talk about Shohei Otani. Uh, his greatness is just worthy of mentioning on any sports show around the country. So we'll talk about that. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres. He wanted to chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Mike Hardball Hards. What's going on, brother? I love it. I love the fact that the listeners right away came to you and said, Rod, bring it like you always bring it, especially on the last freak flag. Fake it till you make it feel good. Ric Flair. Yeah, five one two Friday. So I appreciate that. And you said it yesterday, my man. You talked about your intro and how you're gonna miss it. I love the fact that you called me a first round draft pick. Damn of right, brother. The uh, ARN right. family. So man, I appreciate that real, and it feels so good to hear that one last time. But as always, let me tell you about the man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn, Derek Johnson called him the best corner. He had a cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study. But he's not a fan of white condiments. <laughs> but of course, he is a fan of you, the great ARN listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. Oh, man. That was one of the best ones we've ever had. I appreciate it, brother. It gets you better it. and better every time, and I'm going to miss it. That's the damn show. But let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP of the show. We like to call him the Idillionaire, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We're pretty damn sure he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Doing good, doing good. Doing do big like Ric Flair. Yeah, that's right, baby. I know you tried it, y'all. I'm telling you, if you're having a, a, a bad day and you're feeling a little bit off, just give it give it a Ric Flair woo. You'd, yeah. be, you'd be shocked at what it'll do for you. My man Kwame Cavill, Lifetime Longhorn, once told me, he said, man, don't ever underestimate the power of false enthusiasm. <laughs> All right? Just go out there. And just Sometimes you'll, you'll, you can talk yourself into it. You can, you can literally fake it till you make it. Yep, yep, yep. You'll kinda get, and part of faking it, if you're just having a bad day, get up, give that Rick Fat rule. There it is. And you'll be like, man, actually, kinda got, it kind of got things going. Kinda That's got, how that goes. You got to have the strut. And then yep. you throw down your suit jacket and elbow yeah. drop it. Oh. You know, drop it. Or do the whole Ric Flair. You know I mean, the truth is, just <laughs> listen to Ric Flair and Macho Man, Randy yeah. Savage, WWF uh, promos, and you'll be good. Yeah. Exactly. And, the rock, a, and The Rock. The Rock got some good ones, the too. Rock. But the Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair is the I always original. said Ric Flair could have been a televangelist. He kind of missed yeah. one of his callers. He could have easily been a I televangelist. I think he was, bro, because a lot of people was following him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong about it. Because, yeah, yeah, a lot I of you right about was. that. Uh, he could have done that. He could have been a motivational speaker. Could have been what, what yep, is it Tony yep, Robbins? Yep. Is that the motivation? He could have yep. done motivational speaking. He ended up going into wrestling, but he could have done a number of those different things. I totally believe it. No question. I yeah, agree with sometimes that. Sometimes I feel the Holy Spirit yep. when I'm talking about Ric Flair. Because right, he's uh, laying hands on you one way or another. Hey! 
Yeah, he's gonna lay hands on you one way or another. Especially when he slap you across slap your the, chest. Oh, dude, that was one of my Woo! Oh man, I was trying to replicate that with my friends. And that was the one that was like, bro, chill out with that, man. Yeah, they hit you so hard, be like, man, look, across your hands is heavier than you think, bro. You need to move them hands. Oh, the nature boy. Yeah. Uh, all right, please uh join the show on the Specs Text line, 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs Text line. You can always hit us up there, or you can use the Twitterverse. Uh, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis, the real MVP, is at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, there's a lot of different news to get to. And so we can start you know, in a number of different places. I want to start with one of the stories that I saw Bobby Burton um, over at Inside mm-hmm. Texas. I saw him post up, and I also saw uh, someone, uh, Chip Brown actually mentioned it as yep, well, yep. on his piece over at Horns 24-7. So it's out there. And what is out there is that uh, Gary Patterson, he is uh, mulling a return, says my man Bobby Burton. Mm-hmm. Mulling a return to college football uh, in a reprised role with the Longhorns. I like it. Uh, in his first year away from Fort Worth, Patterson was a special assistant to Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian. We all know that. And the defense had one of the greatest improvements on defense in the history of Texas football. Uh, it really, I mean, it was a <laughs> dramatic improvement. And a lot of that was uh, because of the fin- I saw the fingerprints. I can't even tell you schematically. I saw the fingerprints of Gary Patterson. Now, I think Quid- Pete Kwiatkowski is a, a damn good D.C., so I'm not saying Pete Kwiatkowski doesn't, you shouldn't and, and get the credit he deserved for that turnaround. He definitely deserves uh, his respect. But he miscalculated the Big 12 his first season in the Big 12. And uh, kind of, you know, he thought that the Big 12 was a different league. I always say the Big 12 is a running league at, at this point, cross-dressing as a passing league. He thought it was a passing league, came into the conference with that mindset. And I think it kind of it, it came back to bite him. Um, I don't think he quite figured out the Big 12. Then you bring in Gary Patterson, who knows the Big 12 terrain better than anybody because he had been in the Big 12 as long as any uh, other coach other than Mike Gundy, I bet, at that time. And he came in and I think gave him the cliff notes on what the Big 12 was about, especially a lot of the opponents. And he was able to do a lot of the the pregame analysis and a lot of their scouting and game planning for upcoming opponents. So um, I, I, I love this. I don't know what role he comes back in. There's no limit, I think, on how many coaches you can hire. You can hire, you can make up a, a role for Gary Patterson if oh, you want to. sure. Him. Because you you can bring them in as an analyst like everybody else does because you have unlimited amount of analysts you can have. It's all about the financial uh, uh, backing of your, your your university. So for him, this is an opportunity for for Coach Sark, for Gary Patterson, and PK to say, hey, man, if we can get him back in here because we saw the blueprint. I know you're going to get into the schematics of what he's been able to do but you also got the impression that he enjoyed being around this football team. You saw GP really because there's a lot of opportunities that are out there. I heard earlier today that he had uh, talks with Lincoln Riley because that's the person who probably needs him the most is Lincoln Riley. But I think because of his wife being a University of Texas grad, former working here at the university, him last year being around the university, I think this was the place that he felt the most comfortable at. And those players really genuinely enjoyed being around GP. 
There's no doubt. He, I mean, and I'm with you. I wonder, and I know there was some talk of him being considered for that Nebraska job mm-hmm. for Matt Rule. Yep. Uh, I heard Bobby Burton also mention he was on with B&E. He mentioned that for that, oh, I think it was Arizona State yep. job, mm-hmm. uh, that he had some, there was some intrigue there as well about Gary Patterson. But I guess it hasn't been the right fit where either for him or the other, obviously the other side. And I'm, I'm with you. I think he can get a gig as uh, a you know a, a coordinator somewhere, but he doesn't want to do that. I don't think. I think if he's like, I'm not going to be a head coach, then I don't want to necessarily be a coach at all. Yeah, and that's the other part. I, he wants to come back in, or he wants to be a round ball. Right. He wants to be a round ball. Trust me, I get it. You you you, you know you we know too. Get it. Everybody gets it. You get I it. talked to a high school you, the other you, day I, and I, said, I, "You need me to be your summer league coach? Exactly. I'll be able to be a round ball." I'm trying to be baseball. a round ball. Yeah, but I'm not sure if I want to coach ball because coaching is a commitment. I you you got to get you got to get. Wifey's got to get check off on that. You got to get a whole lot of of your ish together yep. if you want to coach. I've tried. I've been in this struggle myself. Actually, right now, yeah. um, <laughs> this is a conversation that I've had to have with myself. Right, but I understand every the morning com- in the mirror. Right, I've understand the com- I, I do understand the commitment that it takes to coaching. It is an all in thing. Yep. Like it is all in. That's why there are coaches' wives. Like they are, yep, yep. you know, kind of like military wives and like cops' wives. Like you got to be a certain type just to be a coach's wife. Yep. Because I need you committed. Otherwise, you're gonna be like, I ain't. You ain't, I ain't getting enough attention. You damn right, you ain't. Right. Like what are you talking about? I'm committed to, like, to the. You cause. committed to this crib. <laughs> you committed to these. Exactly. You get these checks. Yeah. And you're you need to. to these let, checks. You know. That's understand right. that, the, that the attention's gonna be. Fun. So it's it's one. It's a lifestyle change. Yep. And I don't think Gary Patterson is quite ready to commit to coaching he wants to be around ball like oh man who doesn't miss ball yep. you want to be around ball that's why i'm doing this yep. i want to be around ball in some way this is like my you know kind of degrees of separation three four no degrees doubt. of separation no from doubt. ball but at least i can still be around it and i think for gary patterson he doesn't want to commit to it because he understands the obsession that he has with it it becomes an obsession and it, it takes over his entire life and it ruins his moods. So his wife's in a bad mood because he's in a bad mood. She's like, hey, can we just go to dinner? And I heard Steve Kerr talk about this. He was like, yeah. He's like, I know. He's like, I, I thought about retiring, but he's like, just because my family, they they hate that. If we lose, they go, oh, man, it's going to be a terrible night. Dad's going to be in a bad mood. He's going to isolate himself. Yep. He don't want to be around the family. Oh, he's going to go watch film or yep. not come home at all. Like, it, it, it does dictate your life in that way um, where you I mean, it's, it's a win or a lose scenario. Yep. And it's hard for coaches to separate yep. or to compartmentalize. And especially because of the position that Gary Patterson has had for such a long time. You know, every once in a while you walk away from it and you get that break, but that itch never goes away. You can never, ever lose that. And when you do, you know as well as I do, it is definitely time for you to walk away. Well, he never walked away. He never lost that itch. He just came back in a different role. He's still breaking down film just like you. You're still breaking down film every single week because you know that this is a great opportunity to share the knowledge of what you see. And for him – Instead of him being that that guy that's not coaching, but he's at home in the dungeon exactly. breaking it down. The dungeon is different yeah. than coaching. It's totally yeah. different because you can't break it out to anybody. Yeah, I can just hang out. I, I got information. I can give that to them, yep. and then I can put my hands up and be like, "Hey, I don't. I you don't do what it. you will yep. with it. I'm telling you what, the way I saw it. That's and by it. the way, it's coming from a guy that knows how to break it down. Yeah, no, so that's the that. other part of yeah. it too. And you can, so you it's can like, be in the dungeon with wifey hanging out, kicking it. Yeah, you know and be I mean? like, "Nah, man, we ain't yeah. doing that." And after a while she's like man why are you here yeah 
Like, I'm used to our time. I love our <laughs> moments together. You should go. But, bro, you are here way too much because wifey has a lifestyle that she's gotten accustomed to. I got to go take the kids to practice. I got to go do this. I'm And you're like, hey, come here. Let me talk to you. You're like that guy. <laughs> you're like that guy yesterday, the lady, that, uh, Mace, she was talking about, no, I got to go to the prayer meeting. You're like, no, I want to try to do a little something with yeah, you. I want to do a little something reading with you. The room. We might have right. to play that sound, actually. Yeah. Talk about misreading the exactly. room. Exactly. Yeah. But GP yeah. is like, I need to be around some ball players because that is who I am. Yeah, exactly. I need to go and hang out with the guys. Not necessarily, I don't even have to be in the locker room. I, I need, need to be in the film room with the coaches and talking about, hey, what did you see I right need to here? get my fix. Yes. I got this stuff running through my brain yes. anyway. It's going to be go- running through my brain regardless. Whether right. I'm sitting on the couch with you watching reality TV or I'm actually giving it to the coaches, right. why don't I actually do something useful with it? Exactly. And they have a connection. And the reason we keep bringing up Wifey is because Wifey is the UT connection. 100%. That, and, that and CDC through Gary Patterson, like that's and that and he obviously likes this place and kind of likes the the, the vibe and the culture like. <laughs> and what's not to like. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. I love this texter though. It's a good. Point. First of all, this text said, "Did this man just say he wanted to be around <laughs> balls?" I said, "Be around ball, like uh, yeah. like baseball, football, or football basketball, basketball, yeah, tennis ball, pickleball, yes. whatever yes. you want." <laughs> <laughs> um, someone uh, this texter Charlie says, "I think GP is sticking around just in case the bottom falls out on Sark." Just saying, his wife is a UT grad. Nah. Can we get the X Files music? Can you get on the grass? Yeah, there, there he is. Right <laughs> you there. know what? That's not crazy. Hey, I'll just say that's not. I mean, if you're just thinking long term, if you're thinking on a diabolical, <laughs> that is like, like sinister game, game of Thrones. Yeah, you know that is mean? sinister. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, that kind of vibe. Then, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Hey, Charlie. You may not. It's be. not a bad. Is that Charlie Strong? Is that Charlie Strong? He knows one of the decision makers. Is that Char- Charlie? Is that Charlie? Is that? Hmm. Are you coming back as a DC? Hmm. <laughs> well Red McComb said that. <laughs> well done. Well done there. Uh, uh, but no, I do want. But he does know CDC and CDC have a tight relationship. They do. So he Very can go. Tight. And speaking of kind of Game of Thrones, secession type stuff, he can go right to the top. Correct. He can pull a move that nobody else pulls and be like, oh, yeah, you know what? That, yeah, that, that guy, he won eight games and y'all thought he was going to win the Big 12. Yep. You probably need to make a move before you go to the SEC. You know, hey, you know, yep. that was proven. That was already been sure there and done got that. that. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's all right. It's there. I also think there's a lot worse places that you could make a bunch of money by doing less than full coaching while you wait for the next job that's Agreed. the right job. Agreed. Because cause this is like, hey, man, I get to hang out in Austin. My family's going. Like, it's a good town. My family can hang out, and we'll have a good time. I'm not going to go fully into it. And CDC's my boy, so he, the paycheck will be good. Yeah, he'll, he'll be and fair with that. I don't yeah. have to. I don't have to go on recruiting trips. I don't have to do that part, which is a huge part oh, of the job in college. That's part of the commitment. That's why there's so <laughs> many NFL coaches that will never go to college. Shano. <laughs> so, yep, yep. so it's like I, I get all that point to go I'll wait for the right opportunity to come but until then I don't want to sit on my porch all football season watching games and hating that I'm watching and then games. complaining and yelling at the TV yeah. <laughs> and writing songs about it and, <laughs> going, and going to write songs also about true. it starting to have also to write, write that budget out mm-hmm. where it's like alright well we ain't making any money right now so you gotta mark this down and it's like no I'll go over here make some money have a good time live in a nice place and then when the right thing comes along, it probably won't be as nice of a place. 
Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, not, we're gonna have to point. go somewhere that is a little different. That's your theory about the uh, when you talked about this with Texas basketball, how the scouts, yeah. the, the games they want to go to for oh, any yeah. of the teams is the, the, the and, game and Big in 12, Austin. Yeah, Big Twelve especially because yeah. you're like, yeah, do you want to be in Waco? Do you want to be <laughs> right, in Lubbock? Right. Or do you want to go to Austin? <laughs> yeah. I mean, very fair. you yeah. just go, yeah, I'd rather go to Austin. Like, I'm there's, see there's that guy got nice restaurants, nice hotels. Yeah. I can come in. They got they got an airport there they can fly in and fly out of. And there's not a there was I mean, there wasn't really a Dallas or a Houston team. No, yeah, now that it's right. At that point, yeah, you're right. So also saying, I, I think you're around the money there. I think a lot of it's just lifestyle. It's like, bro, we can just hang out in Austin and kick it in Austin, yeah. get paid for our, our time, yep. and we don't have to be fully committed. You know, and you I don't have to be fully committed. Uh, this texture says keeps GP sharp too. Totally yep. agree. Because he's like, I want to get back into coaching, mm-hmm. and I do believe football is one of those things. Whether you're talking about coaching or playing, if you don't use it, you do lose it to a certain extent. Trust me, you, it, it gets you all right. You know, Trust any me, sport, don't. it just happens. It just they just pass you by. It, yep. it, it, it the game passes you by very quickly. And, and any any form of work, if you get out of it for a little bit and you come back in radio, if you get out of it and come back in, and I try and run the new board, and they go, "Oh, by the way, the board's all different now, and the 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 software is different." I'm like, "Well, crap." I did it for 15 years, but I took two years off, and now all the equipment's different, mm-hmm. and i got to relearn everything no on new stuff. Yep. It's the same as that. They go, oh, by the way, uh, your defense doesn't work against these new offenses they've been, they've been putting yeah, together for exactly. the last two years. <laughs> so you're going to have to figure out the schemes and go and do all this research. So you got to stay involved in it. So he stays in the lab. Yes. But he doesn't have to be like the lead scientist. <laughs> he can just exactly. be in the lab, you know, just messing with, That's fair. I you like know, that. talking about the schemes and the concepts, doing research. And, and, and you're right. He can clock in and clock out. When you're, right. when you're a coach, sometimes you can't clock in and clock out. No. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're there. Hey, man, you're like, no, nah, man, I'll, I'll break. How, what you want me to do? You want me to break down, uh, Oklahoma, you want me to break down Oklahoma film? Okay, I can do that. Yeah. You want me to break down B- Alabama? Okay, I got, I got Bama. I got Bama, and I'll give it to you on this date. But he's, got a, my, so, he's a special project what, what time, guy. What time's the meeting? You yeah, tell me yeah, when the yeah, meeting yeah, is. Yeah, what's the meeting? But I, I know you, you don't get a pick. You're here the whole day. Yeah. I'll show up for the meeting. I'll show and up for the meeting. And he's a savant, and yeah. he gets it done in five minutes because he's already done that for you. Mm-hmm. Like, cause because that's who he is. Yep, he's already watching film. If I'm here, I'm breaking that down. If I'm over here, I'm breaking that down. He is that guy that is already. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you need me to do? I need you to break down this game. Okay, here you go. I've already done it. Yep, because I'm already thinking about it. Because that's what I do. And he's very humble because remember, there's a comment. Chip Brown had the interview with him before uh, his first. I first sent. Like he's coming back. Like I know he's coming back. But uh, you know, <laughs> before we uh, all know. last season, and he said, you know, he, he was as humble as, "Hey, I want. I don't want a parking spot in the front. I don't even need. I don't, I I don't even. I don't want people to know I'm I here. I want people here. So I'm gonna park, <laughs> make sure I got a parking spot somewhere in the back. I don't need you know de- designated parking, anything like that. And he didn't want to step on toes. He didn't want people to start to think that he was around here for the wrong reasons. So we right. talk about the conspiracy theory. That's what he wanted to to fight against. He was like, no. No, yep. no, I, I answer. There's a hierarchy here, and I answer to uh, other coaches. I'm working with other coaches. You know what I mean? And I, I like the way that that was kind of uh, situated with Gary Patterson. Okay, this is my, the – My buddy just ahead. sent me a text, and he said, just like we were talking about a coach's wife, a player's wife, everybody that has to you got to commit, some man. Time. That's a family commitment. Same thing with a beer man's wife. Because you got to remember, those guys are in the streets every single day trying to entertain, moving around, doing different things. A beer man's wife is the same thing because they have to understand, we got a party tonight. 
<laughs> and you gotta go. And that's real. They gotta go too. They gotta I go. Love that. that was great. Yeah. Baby, baby, we gotta party tonight. <laughs> I, I know. I know your your liver and your kidneys is hating it. But we got we gotta go out and get drunk. I again. may not be home until late, baby. Then you coming with me? You gonna break down this film or you gonna deliver this beer? I'd hate to be the tequila yeah. guy. Why? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> baby, I gotta go out and get wasted. You either right. coming with me or it's gonna be rough. <laughs> I'm gonna come home naked. Yeah, you know exactly. Like what? I will come pick me up. Get right. ready. No, you're right. You got to commit. They I work t- hard for it. I will yeah. also say and Gary that. Patterson did have the benefit last year of every time the defense did something good and improved, they were like, "Man, Gary Patterson making a big difference positively." Yep. And they were bad. No one was, was like, "Man, PK, you got to fix that exactly. defense." Exactly. It was unfortunate. That it was, was a, that but was it's bad. Bad. Hey, for Gary Patterson. It was. That is a it was, solid. It was that's a, a solid gig. That's why I know PK is also a very unselfish coach. Yes. Because a lot of coaches have been like. Mm, man, this is this is you know because I'm I'm trying to turn this defense around. You talk about you talk about one of the worst defenses statistically in the history of Texas football in PK's first year. Yep. Um, and then you bring in Gary Patterson, and then you have a historical turnaround, and you go to being what a top thirty, top thirty five defense in the country. Um, so I think yeah, for him that's to him he's not about ego. From a lot of way, I don't know from every way, but from a lot of uh, different ways. From we've the seen, way that we've seen it. We've seen it, exactly. Yeah. Our perception is kind of an egoless yep. coaching staff. They're just like, man, now you got Paul Christ. Yeah, another one. He's another, another one. head coach yep. that's now a part, a former head coach that's a part of the coaching staff too. That has just, been in conversations mm. about being another head coach, yes. but he's deciding to hang out for a while. Yeah, exactly. I'm in Austin, Texas, baby. Joe D. Camillus, yep. who's been a what, Two decade uh, special teams yep. coach in the NFL, assistant uh, uh, or at least assistant and I would say position coach in the NFL, who has decided to come here to Texas and coach and be a special assistant mm-hmm. to the head coach as well. So they've, I would say, they do have a lot of big names on the coaching staff, and I like that Sark is pretty much anybody who can help, I'll hire. Yep. If you can help, you can. Uh, if you that's want, humility if you, too if you, on you, his yeah, side. If you want to, if you want to help. And you think you could be of service? Come hey, on, come down. on in. Yeah, come on down. More, the more, the merrier. Yep. And bring on GP. <laughs> uh, GP. I'm here for it. GP was big into what they call quarters pattern match coverage, which is essentially four, four, four deep. So you're responsible for quarters of the of the field. Yep. And and the pattern match element is essentially a zone matchup. Man concept. It's a zone man concept where the, the the zone essentially deteriorates to man at one point. Whenever the receivers declare themselves in your zone based on their route combinations, um, so it sounds complicated, but it's not at all. <laughs> uh, but but Gary Patterson is a huge fan of this concept, and when he was at TCU in 2021, they ran it over 50 percent of the time, damn near 55 percent of the time. They were running this coverage. Texas ran it in 2020, right around 33% of the time, a third of the time that PK was running this particular coverage. Uh, that number jumped to 54% in 2022 when GP came on. So you could see schematically there was already a GP foot, uh, fingerprint that he was telling, no, no, if you want to play in the Big 12, this is the coverage you want to play. Right. Right. This allows you to uh, sling defenders in the run game. It allows you to. There's a a term in in defense now where you. How do you solve the problem of defending more space with fewer defenders? Hmm. How? 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, exactly. that's the, no. It, I'm it, saying that, how you when you bring in a defensive coordinator and you want to interview him for a job, that's the question you ask him. And what's the answer? That's there the question. Is, and what I did, there's, and, and there's plenty of ways to skin to, yes, to, yes, to skin a catfish. Yes. You can do it a lot of different ways. Along the way, but, keep uh, going match, back to the catfish. Yeah, I exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be inhumane <laughs> yeah. around here. Yep. But uh, they, they, people believe that pattern match quarters coverage is a great way to do it. That's why in the NFL, the too high shell looks of quarters coverage is taken over as well. Vic Fangio is a big proponent of it, and that has become really popularized in the NFL. No. Um and and the three high three down defense is also a it is considered one of the answers to that question. How do you defend more space with fewer defenders? Well, we're gonna do it with three high three down essentially, where that third safety can act as someone in the box or also a deep defender, and it depends on the formation, the down, the distance, the coverage, the, the defense as to what he's gonna do. And sometimes he may not even know it. It may depend on. What happens post-snap as to what the, his responsibility is, which also means, though, the QB doesn't know what he's doing either. Right, right. That's, more, that's, that's what's that's most the important, other part. Yeah, is that the QB cannot predict what that defender and where he's going to be. Therefore, the QB will be wrong in their determination on their pre-snap read. So that, that's the question. Like, how do you, and PK, he, he didn't know how to answer that question in 2021. Right. Because that's what the Big 12 makes you figure out with their hybrid spread schemes. How are you going to defend more space with fewer defenders? Because we're going to win the numbers advantage, and if we don't win the numbers advantage, we're going to make your one-on-ones have to tackle in a ton of space, wide open space. That's the beautiful part We're just one-on-one with great athletes. So tackle Deuce Vaughn in open field, good luck with that. Yeah. I'm gonna be John yeah. Robinson. Good luck with that. Like that's yeah. so so that so if we take with the numbers advantage, you're like okay, well, then we'll go one on one. But you're gonna be one on one with we're gonna isolate you with an explosive offensive weapon. So you got to figure out as a defense, how do I defend more space with fewer defenders? And like I said there's a number of different ways to do it, but that's the question you ask. And PK didn't know how to answer that. Gary Patterson gave him the answers in 2022. So let me ask you this, Ron, and, and you've been around this for a long time. Obviously, you played in this conference, and a lot of times people misunderstand the assignment when they get here. Like you've always said, it it's a run, it's a passing league, it's a running league, running league, running league cross dressing as a right now it is, league. yeah, right now it is, and right. in, in, by fact, it might be shifting. We it's might one. be watching a shift where they're going to go back to passing because now a lot of air raid teams are coming back. Yep. Well, not air raid and you're seeing the you're seeing the mismatches going back to mm-hmm. what yeah. you were saying. So is that something because every single coach that has come from somewhere else mm-hmm. that have come into the Big Twelve, especially when they become to the University of Texas, they have missed it. They have missed the mark initially See, no, in the first that, year. That, that's the freak. No, no, they didn't. No, no. Remember, this is the freaky thing. This is the freakiest thing. I'm getting way too deep into this. But the no, last few DCs prior to um, Chris Ash and prior to Pete Kwiatkowski, remember, they had their best years in the first year. Ah, that's true. Manny Diaz, yep. Vance Bedford. And then got exposed. And then and Todd Orlando. Yep, Todd Orlando. Three that's in right. a row. That's right. They had their best years in the first year, and then, as you point out, were exposed, and they all lasted three years. It had the same cycle. Best year in the first year, the regression, regression. in the second year, and, and then total implosion <laughs> in the third. Yeah. And you're like, get, that, get this yep. guy the hell yep. out of here. You know, well, yep. I don't even know if all, I don't know if either one of them survived the entire third year. 
Remember Manny Diaz had the BYU game. I think he got stripped of his duty. He got stripped. Advanced no, Bedford. He, got, he got let go. Charlie Strong ended up taking over, uh, right, oh, from Vance Bedford. Up. He got stripped of his duty. At 1.2. Manny got let go. Tartalendo was the only one that probably kept he it. He stayed, I yeah. He kept like yeah. his play-calling duties. Until that whatever. last year when they brought in Chris Ash. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yep, so, yep. all of them had a exactly <laughs> point. They all yep. had a really kind of messed up fate. So, my, my point is that, and that has now, hopefully that's flipped. Where Pete Kwiatkowski had his worst year in the first year, yep. and now we're starting to He's see them get better right and better. Yep. Kind of an opposite trajectory. It was a freak thing. And my theory but was he that— brought, But he brought in an aide. He did. Exactly. He brought year. in somebody who knew yeah, the conference. <laughs> exactly. And, and to, to that point, remember, yep. when Van, when Manny Diaz, Vance Bedford, and Todd Orlando get those jobs initially, what is the Big 12? What is the ecosystem of the Big 12? It is a is an air raid league. It was an air raid. It's air raid league, yep. which means all the systems are related. They're on the family tree. They're all cousins in some way, which means when one team exposed that defense in some way, it was easier for other teams to copy that blueprint because they're cousins. They're like, yep. hey, we just call that concept something else. Same damn concept. We been, we can beat them with that. And then the Texas defense over time, it just got completely exposed by those air raid offense. They just they all knew how to pick it apart. Yep. And Todd Orlando never adjusted. Remember, the first year he came in, he brought something. They played dime defense. They called it the lightning Correct. package. The lightning. They played dime yeah. defense the entire, basically the first year was his best year. They copied the Iowa State model. They took John Heacock's defense, three high, yep. three down. Yep. Hell, right now, that defense works really good against Sark's defense. I, uh, it's so cyclical. Football is all like it's all. Little, it is very cyclical. It's all cyclical and I it's agree all with that 100%. connected in some way. But that's why those. Defensive coordinators were exposed after three years, and they had their first year was their best year because the air raid systems didn't know them really well. And once the air raid systems, they it was like I think eight out of the you know twelve teams were running air raid at the yep, time. Yep. Once they figured them out, they all knew exactly with pinpoint accuracy how to expose them, how to exploit them. Yep. Now it's a little different because it's not all air raid; it's hybrid spread schemes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. So hopefully, this is just PK on the opposite of that trajectory yep. of that spectrum where he's now had worse year first year and now he's getting better that's beautiful that was a good conversation i didn't yeah. know it was going that way oh that well that's what we do dog. i really had no idea that's it was what going we that do way. no that was that was good that's that was why ball don't lie ball don't lie yeah no that was good it really was like that's exactly but you're right that's, i'm glad you brought that up too they all had a different um back then like i said they all had kind of a different trajectory pete kudkowski that's a reason to be optimistic hopefully it's a little bit different no. all right uh we come back we'll get back to some more texas football we got some news notes and nuggets uh from my man chip brown from his insider report about um really it's about quinn ewers and apparently now he got a new haircut too which we got to get Fade to it up dog yeah, yeah, Bob likes it. I do. I, I don't know if I like it. It's hot outside, Rod. It is Football's hot about to start. My it man trying to stay cool. Dude, Malik got freaking dreads. Malik is from. <laughs> hey, Malik is like, man, I ain't finna be the one starting. So I already got some time man. to take my helmet off. Shoot, yeah, 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 that's true too. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll talk a little Shohei Otani, man. Uh, he does it again. I got to ask a question about uh, Shohei Otani to my man Mike Harge, and we'll, we'll see what uh, our baseball, uh, our baseball insider has to say about this. All of that and more right here on Wonderful Nine Horn.
Y'all don't lie right here on 104. Now the horn. 512 Friday. That's when Patrick, the idillionaire, he plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Scott Collins, and he is playing tonight at Empire Control Room. Oh, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, hold Jam on. it, man. Um, I kind of felt like, I don't know, I kind of feel like a nickelback feel here. That, a is bit, that, is a that insulting? Bit. I mean, probably them, yeah. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. They're that's extremely like, successful, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a crazy thing I can but say. But some people I, does feel that And way. I knew when I said it, it was, I was like, man, I don't want to insult this person because they are very I mean, talented. it may not be because it could be. Because it is. There's two camps on it. There's people who don't have a massive hatred for them and people who have a massive hatred for yeah, them. Yeah, you go look at, like, yeah, numbers in terms of, you know, the num- album sold and that kind of stuff. I mean, they had a lot of hits. So I wasn't being disrespectful. No, I, I want that to be known. Okay. But I did. I heard that. I was like, oh, it kind of feels like. And by the way, I don't have anything against Nickelback. I think Nickelback was, was great. I don't know why they've become such a, I don't know. And why, why people mock them so talk. much, and why they be well? No, it's not, they become such a joke. It's almost like people kind of mock. Yeah, them they're, they're they're very formulaic band. So yeah. I think people just got mad I mean, at it because, I, but also people just are hate they, success. Are they like Canadian? Facts. Yes, but there's that's there's a lot of it too. that was just like, why are these so famous? They're not doing anything that special, and you're like, yeah, and you're trying to do stuff too special, and it ain't any good because just for you. Yeah, and no so good. there's a lot of it where. But I, I mean, like I work, you work with bands here in town, and if one band gets a better gig than someone else, and that band sucks, and everybody hates him, and then you're like, "Well, that's a guitar player sitting right there." And like, well, you know, he's not a bad guy. And, <laughs> and, and <laughs> you just hate it because you hate that. it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He didn't even know the music. No doubt, that's a good point. Uh, all right, Spec Sex Line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. The number to the Spec Sex Line. Um, can I ask you a question about Shohei Otani? Because yesterday, I mean. <laughs> The stuff that Shohei Otani is doing right now is crazy. He is he basically yesterday he is the uh, second player since at least since at least 1900 to throw a one hit shutout and homer twice on the same day. Yeah, joining. Uh, I'm like, who else could have done it? Rick Wise says Sarah Lang slangs on sports. She does a great job. She's worth a follow. Uh, Rick Wise in his uh, six in 1971 no hitter. That's so funny. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a beat. That's yeah. Hey, Rick, who, who, do you know Rick Wise? Is, I do. He, is he well known? Yeah, he okay. was. He, he was one of our pitching coaches oh, for one of my teams. Dude, the, the six degrees yeah. of Mike Hart yeah. is unbelievable. That is so funny Hard because I'm, that, I'm literally when that you said crazy. that when you brought that to me, I was trying to look him up. I was like, wait a minute. Rick Wise was one of my coaches. He was. I I shared a locker room with Rick Wise because he is that dude. He is that guy. Yeah. How'd you know every damn body? I've been saying that forever. People people think I'm joking when I say that, and I am. But there's a lot of seriousness. That is so funny because as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, you know, he was one of the pitching coaches on one of my teams. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that that is outstanding. That's good. And he's a great, great dude. He's a an individual. Because think about it. But he wasn't a DH. He did it as a regular pitcher in a game. Mm, that's like impressive. he wasn't he's he he yeah. wasn't he wasn't a guy that back in the day pitchers had to hit. So this was a game that he was pitching in and he hit the two home runs. It wasn't in a separate situation. 
Oh yeah, that's legit. That's legit. <laughs> yeah, legit. yeah. And yeah. I remember him telling this story. That's why it's like so good. <laughs> oh, I would tell that story yeah. every day. I remember him I telling this story. People would get tired yeah. of me telling that yeah. story. Like I'm telling it again. I'll that's so funny. Telling that story again. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I ask you something about Shohei. Come on. Why don't they follow Shohei like they follow the home? Remember the the mm-hmm. home run mm-hmm. like chase. When it was like Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds and what they did for Aaron Judge last year, yep. Aaron Judge, you know, when they basically they would drop in on it, they would just stop coverage anywhere, just like oh, we drop in on Shohei. I honestly, I think he's worth that at this point. I think because I, 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 I think he definitely is. But to those mm-hmm. points, they were in the middle of a chase. For you know what record? I'm saying? For a record. Man, this like but, Shohei. But we've never is, seen stuff like this before. I agree. I agree with you. That should 100%. be a Shohei drop in. You, I need you it. You want to give Rob Manford so much love for everything that he's done? Give me a Shohei drop in, man. He's worth go. it. Send I know it the, to home, him. the home run chase, yes, it's worth it, man. Yep. Shohei drop in is worth it. Yep. Because the truth is, this is the this is the travesty. This is the, the whole tragedy with the whole situation. We may not see him in the postseason. We I haven't agree. seen him in the postseason. I agree. We, we may be talking about the best baseball player that's ever played the game. Yep. And we don't get to see him in the playoffs when it counts. Because of that, I need a Shohei Otani drop in, now, man. I, I, I agree. Could imagine Come on, man. It, it'll come late. It'll come later in the season, like He's in the last real. month. Yeah. In the last month, they might do it more to, on, when they're man. trying to pump it up to the playoffs. But I agree. Right? He's worth it. Yep. Just put, like, what are you showing slam ball on ESPN? Thank you. Come Thank on, man. You, you can't what cut into slam ball? slam ball. What could be better right now than watching Shohei Otani play? I'll, I would stop what I'm doing right now and watch it. Yep. Right, well, I was like, oh, I'm watching yeah. Well, I mean, that'll cut into every channel, too. Because when I'm out of work. No, I'm saying. Good. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't be mad. Man. You could split screen. Oh, we man, had they, a split they, screen they for OJ. Right. They, we <laughs> had a split screen for OJ. <laughs> OJ. Yeah, one of the athletes have demanded a split screen. <laughs> exactly. How good of that? Who was that? So we did OJ. Exactly. And for wrong reasons. Exactly. Just been, uh, what was it? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, home run chase. Uh, and Aaron Judge, I guess he said they did it for him. Aaron Judge, If you're going to do that, let's do that. And like, um, was it Mark McGuire? Like in yep. that thing, they did it. My, my guess is if he gets to fifty, then it'll start being a thing. He's got. He's on 50. pace for yeah. 60, no, he's yeah. He's at like thirty nine something yeah. right now. No, yeah. he's on pace to be the exact. He's ch- he's chasing Aaron Judge record yeah, right exactly. now. Come on, man. So Give that's, me that's, I, I bet, I bet on fifty fifty five. They'll start Aaron every at bat. They yep. need to do it, man. Right now it's the perfect time to do it because the NFL is about to start, and then we gonna get distracted yep. again because yep. we are just that society. No, I mean, but look, I can't have picture in picture with my cornhole tournaments that they're showing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like if you're Rob Man, I don't know what, what Rob Manfred's waiting on. Like, I mean, he's done a great job. I think job. he's gonna make the but, adjustment now. Who, I think everybody are, is asking for it. It is to the that point. best. I mean, this is the best story going on in sports, other than when Lionel Messi hits the field. Yeah, or the pitch, I should say. Sorry, the, the pitch. pitch. Make sure you do the pitch. The pitch. Yeah. But well, I mean, come on. Like, what are you? What are you doing? This is yep. your star. Yeah. You you should be promoting this all the time, man. We need Shohei. You need to be making little mini side deals with all your networks. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we got Shohei drop-ins, man. Especially yesterday. You missed. Oh, yesterday was perfect. That was, oh. but they but they did cut into a lot of things. All like right. every channel, not every channel, every sports channel was cutting to Shohei, and it's immediately when he would come up, they would show him. Okay. So oh. just because I, 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 right there it nah, is, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Because I was looking at these TVs behind you, and they, so they kept okay. cutting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. Show me Shohei. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. a monster. Man, he's uh, he's so impressive, and that was a great <sighs> question, Rob, because of the simple fact that you are. You make a compelling argument for what baseball, even with all the adjustments that Manfred has done, 
with the speed up of the game, the rules and regulations and how things are, you have enough time to show him every time he comes up to the plate. You, you need to do it. Yeah. He's, he's actually, you can't do it for him pitching, though. Yeah, that's no, the other pitching part. is tough. Yeah, I'm but not the hitting, the hitting. Yes, he's worth it with the hitting alone. Yeah, yeah like, I know. And this texture is right. Pickleball takes precedence. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, pickleball is. I don't know why it's blowing up. Did, did we just see that like Michael B. Jordan and oh yeah, they've invested in it. There's like a, they bought there's into like, it. I want to say um, Kevin Durant is now. Kevin Durant is a pickleball team. He's a pickleball owner. team uh-huh. owner. They've yeah, got. I can't, I can't get into it yet. I don't know what's happening. We did a we did a show not too long ago yep. for this this station at a pickleball. Tournament here. They, in they built Texas. a pickleball court at the building here. Yeah, what the hell? No it, one's used it yet. Wow. No. Yeah, I heard. Is it something? Is is it a sport of affluence? Like, is it people that have money? What we're no, about? you don't need. A, you don't need a lot of money to do that. All like, you got to do is be able to buy the racket and one of them wiffle balls. Yeah, I think it's and more. It's just like you don't. You don't have to move around as much, so it's not oh, like it's lazy it's a, tennis. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Americans love lazy. Yes. That sounds about right. It does. That's why it's taking over. It's like yeah. It's it's like if you mix ping pong and tennis, and you just find the middle ground between the two, then you get pickleball. <laughs> lazy tennis. Lazy tennis. Uh, did you see the Astros made a trade today? No. Uh, they've uh, traded Corey Lee to the White Sox to get in Kendall Graveman, who was on the team either last year or year before. Uh, but Kendall Graveman is back on the Astros uh, reliever, right-handed reliever. Ghost and, you okay. know, Kendall Graveman, I believe he was one of the guys that used to pitch for – is it Kevin or Kendall? Is it – I think it's Kevin. It might be Kevin. I think he was a guy that pitched for um, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. He's another good one. Lakeway. <laughs> Lake no, it's Kendall. Tradition. It's Kendall Graveman. Lakeway traditional Marshall says, yeah, you don't have to move as much. That's basically what it is. <laughs> you don't got to move as much, so Americans love it. Yeah, and and then the other one I'll throw out that the hot rumor today is that the two teams that are in the race for Justin Verlander right now, the trade deadline, Ooh. Rangers and Astros. Ooh. Yep. That the Rangers That's are the sexy. front runner. Astros are in second place right now to get Justin Verlander. You, would you like to get Verlander back in that lineup for the Astros, Ron? That would be fantastic. And I love that it's come down to the Rangers and the Astros. So you got another yeah. competition and the I, I think every team, for both these teams, if one team is noticed, is like mentioned in a trade, you have to be like, well, what are they giving? Because if they get him, it hurts us. So, I, man, man, we. We at least need to drive the value. Give, up. give us a chance to counter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least make them. If we get, we're not gonna get them, they should spend max money, yes. which will hurt them in the long run. Yeah, I'm doing that. I know you don't. I, well, you know all about the Houston Astros. My biggest question has been Forrest Whitley. Forrest Whitley mm-hmm. has been on this prospect list for so long, and he's never really had that opportunity to get to the big leagues, whether it's been injury, whether it's been mental, whether it's been him not being able to throw strikes physically. I get that. How is it that they are continuing to hold on to this guy? They, they may move. I mean, because Corey he's Lee was guy that guy that kind of. to be moved. Because Corey Lee was that guy. Well, that's because and they keep putting Gazzetti behind them. Well, no way, but they put Yanni Diaz moved up now. Yeah, and once true. Yanni Diaz took over, they're like, "Well, dude, you're now you're yeah. getting older. You pr- you're yeah. not on the you're priority. Older yeah, you're and, and he's priority. a stud too. He's I really like good. Him. He just he, like he wasn't able to hit well enough when he got up. That they're like, look, if we just, if we want a catcher who's good but can't hit, yeah. we have the best ca- catcher <laughs> who can't hit. Yeah. <laughs> All he wants to do is we have the best he can hit, he but he hit. wants to fight. He wants <laughs> to fight. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, all right, so a uh, great conversation there. I like this texture, too. He says, uh, oh, Texas, Jamie Foxx has his own pickleball paddle line, mm. says Ricardo from Galveston. Hustling. 
Wow. Hustlers. Maybe we're late on pickleball. Maybe that's No. It. No. <laughs> no. Give it, give it ten years, and then they'll be like, "Remember oh. when pickleball was a thing?" Yeah. No, it's like when Elvis was really into racquetball. Uh, oh, what's that? Uh, what's that sport? High Alive? Remember that sport? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I went and watched it in. Yeah. In, 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 it was uh, supposed West to Palm blow Beach. up, become the next yeah. thing, and then the mob got involved in it, so they were betting on it and yeah. stuff. And then like, no, I was like, uh, no, it's, it's nobody cares that much about yeah. it. It was just, it was just a, it was a fad. Yeah, pickleball is gonna be great until football season starts, and then be like, yeah, no, no, don't talk to me about pickleball. Yeah, that's true. No, everything f- football affects everything. I mean, it affects streaming. Like streaming numbers go down uh, when football season happens because people are less streaming because we're like, no, I'm watching the game, yeah. watching three hours of a football game i'm not streaming during that time no. so it affects everything uh, all right we come back we'll get into the uh, the latest in the all flex watch list the quarterbacks who are selected uh, we'll discuss that and uh we'll get us also get into next uh, hour we'll get into the cowboys training camp news notes and nuggets and also uh, D'Amico ryan still yet to name a starting quarterback for the houston texas is that a good or a bad thing <laughs> and Bijan robinson already got highlights training camp Freak. started what like three days ago mm-hmm. already got highlights at training Camp. That's not surprising. So all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, not the horn. Now the horn, 512 Friday, that's when Patrick the Idillionaire plays uh, jams from local bands and artists. A very talented human being said you have a chance to see live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Neil Nassett, and he is playing uh, Saturday at the Lodge at Cypress Falls, part of a benefit and uh, donations and proceeds will go to the Adrenal Cancer Research. Nice. I like the uh, the start to the song. What's the name of this song? Uh, Turn Me On. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Who did you just say it was? Neil Nassar. That's what I thought. That's my boy, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. What? Look at this dude. I I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. I thought this was my boy, Neil. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Listening to it playing right now, I was like, "Wait a minute, that's Neil." Have you ever yeah. went to go see Neil play? No, that was the plan this weekend. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're going to be at this he's event? A, hey, he's a Westwood dude too. Wow. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Another Westwood dude. Another I told Westwood. You, Harsh knows every damn body. People thought hey, I was. Hey man, it ain't the separations. That. It's the three years. The man and the three degrees. The, <laughs> the man knows every. I don't even think it's three degrees. Most of the time, Harsh <laughs> just knows that for actual person. Uh, all right. Uh, you can always uh, be a part of the show. Specs text on five one two. Three three seven three seven seven six. Uh, go check out the uh, the flex flxatx.com flxatx on all of your social media platforms, and you can go check out the all flex watch list. A lot of good work done by the flex crew, so shout out to them. But well, they have the all flex watch list up there for you. All the positions they have: offensive line, defensive line, uh, special teams are covered, kickers and punters, long snappers, uh, return specialists, DBs, linebackers, receivers, uh, running backs, and uh, quarterbacks as well. Oh, actually, um, you got to go check out the uh, Instagram page for, I, I believe, the quarterbacks or maybe the Facebook page for the quarterbacks. You can go check that out, flxatx.com. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into the Dallas Cowboys training camp notes. We'll also dive into Bijan Robinson showing off at uh, training camp already. Ooh. And uh, D'Amico Ryans, he is not yet named a starting quarterback, and he won't until one of them earns the job. We'll talk about that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful 9 horn.